Welcome to the session, everyone. Last week, we talked about screens and media and how they can dumb our children down. And so today, I am going to talk about some of the solutions to the problems that we can identify as we go through some of the criteria for <laughs> excessive screens and media. I mean, are you seeing that issue cropping up in your own family? And how do you solve that? What actions can you take to turn that around? So I hope that you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Family Health Revolution podcast with Coach Carla Atherton, where she discovers, uncovers, explores, and reveals the secrets to true family health and wellness. So last week, we talked about screens and media and how they dumb our children down and not only our children, but our adult population as well. And I never want to give parents, caregivers, uh, any sort of problem or identifying a problem without talking about the solutions. So we're going to talk about recognizing the problem. So is this a problem in your family? I think most parents know if it's a problem or not. Most people know, hey, I've got a problem with this. Um, and it just takes a little bit of a you know, flashlight to shine that light onto the problem itself. So for people to go, okay, I actually really am not, I'm acknowledging this now. And also, we're, we'll be talking about the solutions. So what do we do about it? How do we make it different? How do we pull our families from this sort of pull that we might be experiencing from media and electronics that might not be so great for you? And um, what can we do about that? All right, so recognizing the problem. How can you tell if you or your child is overusing technology? And I just say simply observe, ask yourself these questions. So there's going to be a couple, like a, several questions I'm going to go through here and just try to pay attention, maybe take some notes, buy my book, it's in the book, um, you know, but keep track of some of these things that might kind of twig onto or be red flags or you go, yep, that's it. Um, just have a listen, maybe take some notes. So is there a struggle with any issues from the lists that I made in the last episode? And I highly recommend you go back to the last episode about uh, you know media and electronics um, so that you can get a good primer on what we're talking about today. Are you or your children increasingly reliant on devices, spending more than one hour a day Snapchatting, playing games, or scrolling through social media? Um, are you or your children on your devices often during the day or late at night? Have you stopped physically doing the things you used to love or even the things you still love but aren't making time for anymore? Do you or your children feel the need to check in with social media first thing after waking up? And is it the last thing done before bed? Are your children more moody apathetic, unmotivated, withdrawn, or angry than before? Do your children get upset at the thought of restricting use? Have your children been sneaky about using devices or hiding it from you or getting up in the middle of the night to turn the Wi-Fi back on? <laughs> Have you or your children lost the ability to self-regulate usage or even understand it's necessary to do so? 
Have your children become violent or explosive, compulsive or impulsive, or conversely flat or disengaged, obnoxious or entitled? And you're thinking, this isn't my kid, or this kid has behavioral issues, or this kid is damaged some way, this kid needs counseling. Well, why? Why? Is it is it a dysregulated nervous system? Is it inflammation in the brain? There are all kinds of detrimental effects of screen time, media, um, and electromagnetic fields that can cause this sort of behavior. Are your children difficult about chores and household participation? Have they put their devices, video games, and social media first before family mealtimes, gatherings, or other live social events? Okay, so are they living in a virtual world more and more and more? Are your children tired much of the time, exhibiting symptoms of ill health such as ADHD, trouble learning, trouble staying focused, insomnia? Have they become impatient or less able to regulate their emotions? Have your children been having relationship problems, enjoyed less success in life, whatever that means for each child? Like whatever success that is for your child, that is what we're, that's our barometer, okay? Um, have they been given a label at school or in a social in social circles such as lazy, insolent, defiant, ADHD, you know, hyperactive, um, you know, hard to get along with? Have they lost their sense of self and confidence? Are you concerned your child has been given a medical misdiagnosis? If so, is it possible this misdiagnosis is resulting in a cascade of medications when the cure may be? to turn off the screens. I've seen this happen with many kids, many, many kids. Have you been experiencing any of the above yourself or that what I've just mentioned? Have you restored or resorted to negotiating screen time usage rather than taking charge of the situation? Yeah, okay, so those are the big ones and I can think of many, many, many more, but these ones will give you sort of an idea of where I'm going with this. Now, now that you are recognizing the detrimental effects and you're recognizing whether or not this could be a, an issue for your children or other people in your family, you, your, your, your partner, um, you know, other people in your family, what are the solutions? How do parents compete with the fast and furious lure of electronics? How do we ensure our families have a healthy relationship with technology? Because it's not that cut and dry. It's not as easy just to say, turn it off. And I would say, I'm going to say, turn it off. But I'm not going to say that it's going to be easy. Um, With some kids it is, and depending on their age, depending on your connection with your child, depending on any of the fallout that's already happened, the level of inflammation that might be happening in your child's brain, the level of um, input that they've been receiving that has sort of burnt in stress responses or dopamine, you know, hits that they get, they may be addicted, they may um, actually feel that the only way to communicate with friends or other friends is through media, they might feel isolated alone think that this is a good way to um, alleviate those those uh, symptoms or not symptoms, those feelings, those natural feelings of loneliness and isolation uh, because of the way our culture is set up and all kinds of um, challenges we are facing right now with, you know, uh, online um, education becoming more prevalent and um, necessary in some areas because of, you know, certain restrictions that people are living under and and it's just huge. I mean, I'm not going to say this is the easiest thing in the world, but if we strip it back and we really get to the meat of it, the heart of it, and alter and adjust how we actually 
move in the world and live in the world, how we actually see education and, and engagement and health, we have a much better chance at saying, look, this makes sense. This makes sense for me to approach it in this way. So I'm going to give you some solutions. So first, first thing is that we must be aware of the power of technology. Um, number two is to use technology as a tool and to your advantage. So I'm not saying we all need to be Luddites and throw away all our electronics and, you know, um, just live within the insular, you know, situation of our families. And, um, you know, their technology is a tool. I wouldn't be able to do this now if I didn't have this. I love, you know, um, using technology to order my books, uh, you know, at my library or to, um, you know, be able to communicate with you and my clients and teach classes to people that I'm not able to be with in person. But it is a tool that you can use to your advantage. And when we start to become a slave to it and overuse it, that's when we have the problems arise. So number three, <clears throat> excuse me, set boundaries and limits around your own and your children's usage. Boundaries and limits. And that goes for everything, right? So go on a screen fast. This is number four, if warranted. I've led uh, screen fasts in the past with extremely good results. And we see those kids' brains come back online. Their behavior changes, their ability to learn changes, their engagement in their world and their families changes, they, their mood issues um, you know, dissipate, uh, balance out. Many, many uh, beautiful uh, results of going on a screen fast, which would mean what? Go, you know, fasting, not being on screens for a specific amount of time. Most of the time, you know, you'll see stuff happen within a, a week, two weeks, and a good screen fast is a month. And then you decide whether or not you want to go back and how much you want to go back to it. Five, play board games, go walking, hiking, swimming, attend potlucks, play at parks, play or go to plays, make art, garden, build furniture, try mechanics, read, write, play, play an instrument or sing, work toward real life connection with your family, with your children amongst themselves, with their community of children in the neighborhood, um, teenagers, that goes for them as well. Number six, nurture spirit, creativity, space, self-reflection, mindfulness, and awareness. I think all these things should be addressed if your children go to school and if they, you know, have community groups that they go to, or even if they're just, you know, even if they're um, educating at home, which is actually probably the easiest way to do this, nurturing spirit, creativity, space, self-reflection, mindfulness, and awareness. This can, this happens within the family and also can happen within the institutional settings. If, you know, I think every single school should teach mindfulness and, and uh, meditation in their, uh, in their schools and move much further away from these insular um, devices because you're there at school for a community, you know, and let's, how, how about we, we uh, look to our community to um, engage with rather than, you know, uh, texting the person that's sitting right beside you. Number seven, foster gratitude and a sense of self-responsibility, self-control, discipline, patience, love, and self-care. Number eight, elicit the relaxation response through quiet time. And like I said, meditation and mindfulness. And we don't get a lot of quiet time when we're constantly inundated with electronics. So it's like, um, soon as supper's done, you know, everybody's on their devices because they're filling up their space and I don't, of in their minds, right? So um, need more space for that quiet time, meditation, and mindfulness, and that actually helps people to set the, your children to self-regulate and to be able to move through life 
much less stressed um, and then much less prone to disease that comes along with that kind of stress. Number nine, protect your family from EMFs and radiation. So I'm going to give you a couple of tips that you can sort of start assessing your home. And this is not exhaustive, but it's a it's a few tips that will start you on your way to recognizing where you and your children are being exposed to electromagnetic fields and radiation. So limit usage and duration of any sort of device, and especially those ones that are Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Those ones are the most damaging. And, uh, and so we want your computer plugged in. We don't want to use Wi-Fi. Or if you have to, you turn it off when not in use, and especially when you're in bed sleeping. That is the time for rest and repair. It's for time for detoxification. We want inflammation to be at the lowest. Um, so at least turn that off. And there's no reason to have Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, cell phones by your bed while you're asleep. Um, so limit usage duration, reduce proximity. So that really helps to be further away from these devices, um, dirty electricity, electricity, you know, um, even being like, you don't even want to be on the other side of a refrigerator because they give off a lot of EMF, um, other, other side of the wall, right? It's cause walls will not, um, stop any sort of EMF from entering your space, protect body with nutrients. So there is a whole bunch of nutrients that you can, um, imp- or uh, I guess, take uh, when you are wanting to mitigate effects of EMF and radiation. And those would be things like magnesium um, and, and any of the other minerals that actually help to um, bring down the inflammation and protect the body from those effects of EMF and radiation. All right, so there are many others, uh, and I may cover that in another episode. Uh, that would be an episode in an, in itself, so we can talk about that. Maybe I'll do that next. Uh, ground your equipment. So, um, you know, you can ground the equipment that you use so that the discharge goes into the ground and not into your body. Ground yourself and get out in nature. So your feet on in nature and in the grass barefoot. Um, is the most beautiful way to rebalance and get more in tune with the the resonance of the earth rather than the man-made detrimental and um, inflammation-causing frequencies. Find out where there's dirty electricity and exposure. Remember, cell phones are not toys. They are not toys. Like, please don't give cell phones to your children to play with while you're busy doing something else, please. They are not toys. Um, the, the thickness of your child's skull as well as the fluid level is a, as a fantastically effective conductor for those EMF fields. So they are absolutely not toys. Um, and turn off the Wi-Fi and all wireless devices, including baby monitors and headsets. So those kids that are gaming with their wireless headsets, if you've got a wireless baby monitor, get that out of your baby's room. Be very cognizant to where these sources are and start to eradicate them or dramatically reduce them. Another one is to return to nature. Nature is meditative. Nature makes you feel connected. Nature reminds us of what it means to be of the natural world. Nature is larger than our small selves, right? Nature gives us purpose. Nature makes us feel um, that we there's something bigger, brighter than our little selves. So it takes us out of those states of anxiety and depression. Earthing, touching the earth while being in nature is called grounding. And literally... And it's literally grounding and figuratively grounding. 
and allows us to discharge human-made EMFs from the body, as I said, but also allows us to get emotionally and mentally grounded in our thoughts and actions. And lastly, return to each other, that sense of connection with our children. Even if we feel like we're a bit disconnected now, maybe that's actually one of the causes, right? So instead of saying, well, we're not connected, my kids are in their individual rooms, you know, we're trying as parents to pull everybody together this we are the glue right that put our put our families together and we want to you know um look at things that might be i guess weakening that glue right like that that those things that are pulling us apart and one of those things is excessive time spent on screens and watching and viewing and connecting with and becoming part of the culture of our media so technology is a permanent part of our lives, okay? So it's so pervasive in any, every single aspect of our existence that we can assert that it's here to stay. It just is. Again, is it going to be a tool or is it going to be our master? We need to decide if technology will be a tool we use to advance the success of our children or if it contributes to their ill health and the unraveling of families and communities. Technology isn't evil, but it's also not benign. And what's certain is that overexposure to electronics and radiation, as well as overuse of screens and devices, is one class of root culprits that's damaging our children's health. So that's one of my um, usual suspects. So through awareness and empowerment and action, we can protect our children and make their lives and ours much more harmonious, rich, and fulfilling. So that's my little rah-rah statement for the end of this session. And I hope you really enjoyed it. I hope that you are able to recognize some of the problems that might be existing for your family uh, through, you know, some of the things I talked about here. And I really hope that you can start using some of these um, tips and strategies to be able to um, minimize and maybe even eradicate the negative uh, results of screens and media and, of, of course, their excessive use. All right, so this podcast is, a spo- is sponsored by the Healthy Family Formula, which essentially means that we share our information for free. All we ask is that before you move on to the next 100 things on your to-do list for today, take what you learn and instead of waiting until Monday, January 1st, or other any other arbitrary date in the future, act on it now. Buy that new food, start that new routine, shift into that healthier habit. The little steps steadily move you past the miles you leave behind you. For more information about anything related to family health, and I mean anything, do pick up my book and check out our newsletter, blog, individual and group coaching programs. My book's called Family Health Revolution, by the way. And check out my practitioner training program at healthyfamilyformula.com. And you can also like our Facebook page, facebook.com healthy, or sorry, slash healthyfamilyformula. Thank you for listening as it was a pleasure to spend this time with you today. May you and your family be well. Please note that Family Health Revolution podcast is not a source for diagnosis or medical treatment, but is the opinion of the host. This podcast is intended to empower people with information so they can make the best health decisions for themselves. It is up to each person to listen to their inner wisdom, consider the information they deem to be accurate and applicable to their individual situation, and consult with their trusted health care providers, if they so choose, when making any decisions regarding their own health or the health of their loved ones. Each person's health 
is their own responsibility. Thank you.